This podcast is produced by Unedited. I would say stop what you're doing and ask yourself, are you happy? And then see what answer you come back with. Start there. And then the more you can be honest with yourself, the closer you'll be to self-awareness. And just ask yourself that every day. Hello and welcome to episode 160 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. This is a podcast designed to help you find more clarity in your thinking, stillness in your mind, and to ultimately help you experience a greater sense of happiness in your life. And having been through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I decided to create a platform to challenge the way you think and invite you to live in the moment. This week's episode, I am joined by Deneo, who is a producer, songwriter, and vocalist, and has played a pretty prominent role in the UK music scene over a huge 20-year career. So to put it short, he's a little bit of a legend. And Danae is a guy whose music I've grown up listening to, so it's a real pleasure for me to sit down and have this chat and discuss some of the deeper things in life with him. During this conversation, we spoke about the insecurities he's faced throughout his career, why emotions are addictive, saying no to people, and the power of self-awareness. So the aim of this podcast is to help inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Danae. Danae, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well, man. How's the uh, lockdown been treating you? Um, I've been, I've been, I've been making a lot of music. It's made me go back to making a lot of music. Mm. I've made a lot of my goodness. That's sick. And then just, just to kind of introduce yourself, and I kind of, you've kind of given it away a little bit. But you want to tell the people who are listening, if they don't know who you are, a bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Doneo. Doneo, and I'm a producer, artist, songwriter. Smashed it. And if you don't recognize that that uh, vocal there, then you, you've been listening to the wrong kind of music, in our opinion, right? Mm. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, though, man, I've been, do you know what? I've been really enjoying recently your Instagram, and you've been making a lot of kind of like inspirational videos with like inspirational yeah. messages. And what's, what's kind of been the, the inspiration behind those? Uh, I realized that I had been doing this for 20 years and I've got so many stories and each story has helped me grow and I thought let me just share some of my trials and tribulations or whatever and hopefully maybe those stories could help others if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure man I think that's that's <clears throat> an important thing right of sharing stories it's, that's why as human beings we're kind of story-led people is because you can learn from other yeah. experiences isn't it and then what i'm doing as well is like i'm telling the stories in chronological order ah. so it's like from the beginning to to now kind of thing yeah. so i'm still i'm still pre i'm think pre-release of bounce oh wow so taking it all the way back so are you kind of like when you want to tell these stories have you got a specific message in mind when you kind of approach it or are you just like let's tell the story and see what the message ends up being no, I'll work out what story I wanted to tell, but the message was already there. Like, say, like, the last thing I did, the attention to detail, mm. that was my first hit. But I always feel like the first thing you're successful with, you're going to probably run with that formula for a little bit. And I was lucky that the formula I went with was hard work and making sure that I paid attention to detail and stuff like that. And then ever since then, when the tune blew up, it was like okay, cool. So that was like a, that was almost like a, a a good habit that I kept, and I learned it 
earlier on in my career rather than later in my career, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's it, man. It's I think you you adapt, don't you, to different messages and stuff at different times. And I know yeah. you, one of the one of the videos you did was about listening to the kind of messages of the universe around you. So like, mm. when did you kind of get in tune to that of like understanding like actually if I just listen to what's going on around me, my path will become clear. I've always been close to God, and when I was younger, before like I I. Uh, even had a career, I used to always dream about performing in a club and on stage and that. And then when it started happening, those dreams stopped. And I realized those dreams had stopped because I was living the dream and I needed to dream new stuff. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But I've always like, from young, like even praying for my name, Deneo, I've always like um, believed that if I ask the right question, God will give me the answer. Mm, and have you got any kind of, was there like a specific moment along the way where you thought, yeah, this is, this is the way I need to approach things is listening to, listening to those messages and, and receiving the answer. In what way? Like, you know, like for me, so like my journey is based in a lot of like, my past was like in depression and anxiety. And I kind of went on this journey of trying to like chase these goals. But mm. what I realized I was doing is I was chasing these goals and the more I tried to chase them, and the, the, the less I was getting to them, the more frustrated I was getting to, with myself and the more I was finding myself in that place of like uncertainty and darkness, which was causing more of the anxiety and more of all of that. So I got to a point where I was like, do you know what? There's, there's something there that's telling me that I'm on the right path. But the more I try to force the path, the less I enjoy it. So if I just listen to the messages that speak to me as and when, how can my path be different? And I started to approach things in a totally different way. I started to be more open about opportunities, more open about possibilities, more open about the direction of my life going and just letting that direct me. So did you have like a moment similar to that where you kind of just realized like, actually, I need to start just tuning into these voices and then listening to them? I think it's been like a gradual thing. I think what you're, the epiphany you had, I'm having that now, I'm starting mm. to realize like, sometimes when you're pushing for something, you push away the things that are coming to you. Sometimes it's good to just walk to your goal, mm. you know, so that you can see the whole scenery. You, there might be another direction that's going there. People might come to you and, and give you some form of um, inspiration or help or uh, your, your mind comes up with thoughts every day. Tomorrow might be the day the genius thought comes, mm. but you're so busy trying to run you don't take time to even just sit down and think so now I think in, in the age I'm at now I feel like now I'm starting to learn to one direct my own destiny but then allow destiny to direct me too mm. and why do you think that's happening to you at this age why would you think it wasn't sooner or later I think when I was coming up I wasn't really comfortable in my success I didn't feel uh, stable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because the music thing goes up and down. Mm. At this age, I have blown up and reinvented myself five times. So at some point, you've got to say to yourself, oh, I'm actually quite good at this. And it's not a cocky thing. Sometimes for you to move forward and slow down, because sometimes a lot of times, I don't know about you, but for me, if sometimes I go for things because I'm scared I won't get it. And then you push too hard. Now I understand I can get those things. Mm. 
and I need to just trust myself and it will it will come it may not come quick it might come too quick but the reality is after a while you have to look at yourself because everyone likes to look at themselves and look at the bad bits what about the good bits Mm. because we're not made up of one thing there's also good things that you need to be aware of do you get what i'm saying yeah exactly always good things to be aware of as well yeah. And I think that's the problem, isn't it? Is like, we forget that there is, there is good and there is bad. And we kind of see them as like two opposite things, but actually they exactly. work together in it. Like you can't, you can't have a good thing without understanding and without understanding what a bad thing is. And if you understand that yeah. these two things work together, then you can appreciate the beauty in both of them and not try to fight for one and not the other and all those sorts of things. And that's what kind of led me down that path was that I was trying to force too much of the good and pushing away the bad so that when the bad came back around, I made myself feel worse and then I'd push even harder and then the bad would come back even harder again. And you get stuck in this like cycle. I just learned that sometimes it's like, you, you're not going to get anything without going to get it. The problem is going for it too hard. Mm. Yeah. If you go for something too hard, you're going to miss out so many opportunities and things. Yeah, for sure. So I've, you- I've always learned to slow down. Yeah. And then, and, how- and then, and then slowing down as well, you might be insecure about something like sometimes you need to sit down and, and look at yourself and be like, why do I feel this way about this thing? But like, Oh, it's a fear about something else that I've got control of. So maybe I'm not, so I'm saying you need to always slow down in life just to be aware of your surroundings and be aware of yourself. Mm. And what are, what are those insecurities that you've, you've kind of faced yourself with then? I might look at like, like when, when I was younger, I used to compare myself to, to other acts and be like, how come they're, where they are and I'm where I'm at. And then I found that you looking at other people makes you miss out on your scenarios. And I've had artists maybe come in and take my lane because I'm too busy looking at, rather than looking at what I do and sticking with what I do and being happy with what I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you learn, like everybody's journey is different. Like some people will look at my journey some people will be like, oh, he's a legend. Some people are like, oh, he's underrated. Oh, some people will be like, oh, he, he's overrated. Like, but to me, I've managed to have a career for 20 years. And I would say out of those 20 years, over 10 of them, I've had a business, a successful mm-hmm. business that's run for, for 10 to 15 years. I haven't had to go get a job again. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I had a job, like a proper job when I was like 24. I worked hard, got my got my uh, stability, and then now I'm I'm, I'm flourishing. Mm. So and I've been able to buy a house. I can I could have a family now. I get to release the music I want to release. Like I have respect. Like you may not like me as a person, but one thing you cannot say is I'm not good at making music. I'm very good at making music. You may not like me as a person, but nine times out of ten, you're going to love my songs. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's kind yeah. of like, that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's so interesting hearing that, man, because like, it just reemphasizes the point, really, that a lot of people do have a lot of insecurities and a lot of it comes down to comparing ourselves to others because like, from an outside point of view, like I worked in music for five, six years. I used to work at One Extra and 
like we we look at you as an example of someone who's like been so successful over the years and you'd think like this is the kind of person whose career you'd want to map but then hearing your perspective of like having insecurities within that just kind of goes to emphasize that like actually everyone has their own their own view on their own reality and that within mm. that there may be some insecurities and within that there may be amazing success that they can or just a personal achievement or just a sense of self or whatever it is but to, to, to hear the kind of different perspectives from different point of views within someone's journey is just like, it makes you realize, man, like we're all, we're all going up against the same thing, which ultimately is ourself, <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. It's, it's crazy. And what about like the, the times where you've kind of been facing up against yourself and you haven't felt like you've had that confidence and that, that security and you've had like moments where, you know, you've maybe not wanted to make music or, or anything like that. Like if you had or been faced with times like that as well. Yeah. When, when things are like that, I just, I just allow them to come because you can't beat yourself up when you ain't in the mood. Um, yesterday I made two rhythms today. I've made five. I'm probably going to make another five after this interview tomorrow. I might make none, mm. but like the world is attacking me already. I don't need to be attacking myself. If I'm sad today, it's all right for me to be sad today. Maybe I'm not even sad for any reason. Maybe my brain was, uh, was, was using a lot of happy energy and it needed to just recharge. You never know. But sometimes you just have to like, you just have to be sad and not beat yourself up about it. Make mistakes. Like shit's going to happen. The only thing you need to understand is who are you? Who am I? The person I am is, I'm going to be sad for a small period of time and I'm going to get myself out of that sadness. So I don't have to worry about the sun coming because I'm going to go get the sun at some point, whether it's in a day, two days, three days, I know I'm going to pick myself up and I'm going to go and get my happiness. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So all you can do is just understand that you need to learn to trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, you need to start doing things like creating discipline, learning, like, cause all of that stuff is a part of loving yourself, isn't it? It's like mm. having discipline and like sticking to a diet or sticking to a work thing. Like say what you're doing now. Yeah. You might feel a way about your, your career, but today you showed up today mm. and tomorrow you're going to show up and the next day you're going to show up and you've probably been showing up for the how many years you've been doing this at some point you've got to look at that and go oh for all i showed up <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna make it eventually because I, I i'm here do you know what i'm saying yeah sure sure i think it's if it's, it's interesting because it comes down like to me it's always come down to like like you said showing up but like moment by moment like if you try and put that pressure on trying to be doing something in five years time you're not focusing on the thing that you're doing right now in front of you. And if you can show up and do that thing that's right in front of you, then the next thing that comes in the next moment, you show up and do that thing and you show up and do that thing. Exactly. And I talk day a lot about this. Exactly. And I talk about like, like little 1%, like what's the 1% value you can add to your day each day. And if you're consistently adding 1%, some days it might be 5%, some days it might be 10%, but if you're consistently adding 1%, and some days it might be zero, but in theory, if you're consistently adding that 1%, then you're going to eventually take that step. It's like a going on a long journey. You can't go straight to the hundredth mile. You have to take the first step. 
then the second step, then the third step, you know, it's just like the best way for me to break it down is that simplicity of like doing things in stages like that and understanding, yeah. right, focus now, focus here. Like I want to lose weight, right? So I know what I need to do rather than wait until next week. Every day I wake up and I'll be like, I just need to conquer today. If I conquer today, then I don't even need to be on, I don't even need to go on scales. Because I know I did what I was supposed to do today. Because I know what I need to do to lose weight. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? But yeah. it's like, yeah, because when, when you look at things on a bigger scale, you kind of overwhelm yourself. Because the, the thing's so far away, rather than just going, okay, this is my goal. Let me take it to zero. What are the steps I need to take from zero to 100 to get to 100? And then start from zero. Because you already know what the goal is, right? You've written it down. You've written out your steps. Focus on the steps. Focus on the steps. Remember what the goal is, but focus on the steps. Exactly. And I think that's important because also the goal might change. The goal could change over, over time, you know? Yeah. It could change in a bit like, you know, using your music career as an example. Now you started up in one type of music and over time, like you said, you've, you've reinvented yourself four or five times over those 20 years. And now your music is not totally different, but it's in a different direction to what you began in because you had the goal is to make the music that you enjoy making and to make the bangers. But ultimately the steps along the way lead you towards a different point, a different direction. Yes. Yep. So it's like super interesting when you start to like think of it and break it down like that, man, it's, it's crazy. So if you've got any advice then for anyone who's kind of like, I guess any advice for anyone who hasn't got that belief in themselves, what would you say to them? Start doing things step by step. Like you said, to prove to yourself that, you're going to do it like waking up in the morning. Maybe you should wake up at nine o'clock every day and just make sure you do that. Then, then, then acknowledge it. Oh, right, I've done this for a week. That's good. Good for you, man. Or eating a bit less Mars bars a week or turning up to work or all of these things you've got to look at. And they may not necessarily be fun things, but you need to be aware of your own actions. And if you're aware of your actions, then you can have a good look at yourself. And then you can actually say, oh, do you know what? I'm all right, man. I would like to have this, but what I actually have is tremendous. Because mm. you know what, yeah? When you get that thing in the future, if you don't look about after what you have now, you're not going to look after the future winnings when they come to you. Yeah, so true. It's gratitude, isn't it? Yeah, like you're not going to, if you're not appreciating yourself now, you won't appreciate yourself in the future. Yeah. I'm going to do a video on that, actually. <laughs> if you're not appreciating yourself now and you don't learn, because the, there's steps to appreciating yourself. Yeah. Like, you've got to be aware, like, what you ate today, how you dressed, how you thought, like, um, who you spoke to, the job you've done. You need to be aware of those things. And if you've done well, you need to have rituals of telling yourself, hey, I did well today. Hey, I did well today. Maybe saying that like 10 times mm. to yourself or having a list of things that you just tell your mind as much as you're going to tell you. Cause remember you, there's a choice, but let me, let me get, get to the point. So sorry, you're, you're cause the, the, the choice is going to come in a minute, right? So you have to um, appreciate what you have now and learn the, the steps to appreciate yourself. So when things in the future come, then one thing another thing is say like choice mm. right i've got an issue with sweet drinks yeah like coke orange all of that 
I decided that I'm going to only drink water until I get some level of discipline. Whenever I crave a Coke, my body might crave it, but I'm in control of my mind. My choice is I, whenever I get that craving, I tell myself, I don't want that. And it helps with the craving because as much as my body is addicted to the sugar, my mind is fighting it. And I'm not going, don't eat the thing. I'm saying, I don't want it. Mm. So you can tell yourself, that's a part of the pre me appreciating myself is my goal is I want to have control over my eating habits. Part of the steps is, you know, self-hypnosis, self-affirmations, mm. right? So like, like I said, one of my affirmations is if I, if I need, if I want to drink a Coke, like, no, you don't want that. Nah, man, you don't want it. You want a water. Yeah, I want a water, actually. And, then, and if you've practiced that now, there might be something in the future you're addicted to. But you already know how to deal with that addiction because you've dealt with the one yeah. you've got now. Exactly. Yeah. It's so fascinating because I was, I was reading something before about like when you, when you have those addictions in a way to, to kind of help yourself uh, almost get over them is to put like a block in the way. So like it can be really like a really physical thing as well. So like, for example, my one is sweets. If you put a bag of sugary sweets in front of me, I am going to literally get right to the bottom of that bag in no time. So I got, uh, my sister's boyfriend bought me this bag of sweets to say thank you for saying I helped him with uh, a couple months ago and it's this nice massive bag of like amazing sweets like amazing sweets and I know that if I just leave that bag in the front of the cupboard every time I open that cupboard my hand is going to go into that bag so what I did is I created space at the back of the cupboard I put the sweets to the back and I put stuff in front so the next time I go to reach for those sweets I physically have to move other things out of the way to get to that bag. So then in that time, I'm saying to myself, it's oh, am I, yeah, am I treating myself here or am I just grabbing these sweets because I'm being greedy and I'm addicted to that sugary goodness? So it's like putting those little blocks in the way. And it's the same with your phone. You know, if people feel like they, they use their phone too much, it's like, well, if you're trying to focus on some work, go put your phone in another room because then when you want to, feel like that addiction to checking your phone, you physically have to go into a whole other room to check mm. it. So you're, you're getting up. And by the time you've got there, you've probably gone, oh, no, wait, I'm trying to check my phone. Let me focus on this thing that I'm writing or this music that I'm doing or whatever it is, you know? Exactly. Like you have to have steps, steps for self-love, steps for discipline, steps for, you know, self-appreciation so that when you get your winnings because you're going to win and lose right and losing hurts like pain feels t like if you lose a hundred grand that pain that feeling is the same as if you won a thousand pounds if you won a thousand pounds and you lost a hundred grand the feeling of winning that one grand is going to be just as bad if not more, of losing a hundred bags. Or if you did it up the other way around, you won a hundred grand and you lost a grand. Mm. You think the winning, you'd win like a hundred grand. You think, yeah, you do think yes. But when you lose that grand, it feels just as bad, if not worse than the, the good feeling. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, we're so, we're so caught up on thinking about the negative stuff because it's so intense. The feeling of the negativity is so intense. You got to look at the positives as well. You have to you you have to fight to have balance in your life. Yeah, and why do you think we're we're addicted to that those negative feelings then? 
because emotions are addictive. Emotions are, it's like when people get angry, they, they, don't, they don't necessarily enjoy the anger, but it's, emotions are, they make you feel things, you know, and they're addictive. Mm. They're addictive. The happiness, the anger, all of it. It's just the, the negative emotions are, are, are slightly more intense. Like I find when I'm happy, I'm quite calm. I'm not feeling a lot of stuff. I'm kind of just like in a, in a, in a bubble. And that's when I'm either content and sometimes I might be overly happy, then I'll get a buzz. But a lot of the time I'm just kind of like content. I'm like mm. in a nice smooth space. When, when the things are negative, stuff is happening. Your emotions are going, your feelings are going, your thoughts are going. All of that stuff is addictive. Mm. And that's why I'm talking about being aware. Like you've you got to be aware that like, oh, this anger, I'm, hold, I'm actually holding on to it because I'm, I'm addicted to the feeling of it. Yeah, and I think that comes. It comes back to two things we were saying earlier. Of like, when you're when you're chasing pleasure, and you feel the pain, you start to find pleasure in feeling the pain, which is what you're saying about having the addiction to that feeling in a way. But then mm. also, I think you said it before about you know days when you're feeling sad or you're not with it or something hurts you or you've done something like me. If I put my hand in that bag of sweets and I know I know that I haven't wanted to do it and I've eaten the sweets, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm going to be like, okay, cool, that's it's fine that I did that it's it's cool I'm not gonna I'm gonna let it go I'm gonna get on with what I'm doing instead of going down that route of chasing the negative thought and negative emotion to make myself feel worse to try and make myself feel better if that makes sense it's just a exactly fascinating way that our mind works isn't it and I think like having that self-awareness like you said is really powerful because it kind of helps you to open up to that and it helps you to understand that more and I don't know if you've ever had like therapy or coaching or anything like that yeah, yeah, I've, I've had therapy. Definitely, yeah, I spoke to yeah. my friend the other day. Yeah, and how's how's that uh, how's that going for you? How did you kind of get into? Or when did you decide that you needed a therapist? So I've had like an underground, quite uh, introverted career up until 2016. So the whole of the like 16 years, I was kind of like underground. No one really knew my face. I had a normal life but a famous name. But mm. No one knew my, I didn't have a famous face, you get me? So then Ireland got in contact with me and I decided I was going to sign and I realised that, because I've seen this before, right? Now, let, let, me, let me say what I've seen before then I'll say I've seen. I realised that if you're between the ages of 25 and 40, you probably grew up to my music. You may not have known my face, but you probably grew up listening to my music, right? And being with a record label, it's inevitable at some point I'm going to have a level of fame. But for me, that fame is going to be intense because I'm already famous to people. Mm. They're just, it's like, they're just going to see me on TV one day and then they're going to go, oh, he made, oh, he, so you're, you was already in love with my music. I, I'm, I, all I'm doing is just reminding you, but I'm reminding you on a bigger scale. And that's what happened with So Solid, or like usual underground, like especially I say So Solid is a great example because yeah. I saw what happened with them. Like they, they, everyone would thought, oh, they blocked quickly. No, they were building their brand for two, three years. Twenty one seconds came out, and it was like they already had half a million, a million fans. Now mm. the rest of the country loves you, but there was a million people screaming your name already. So when you've got, I, I know I've got way more than that. Because I've been doing it for like 16 years. Yeah. 
So I realised that that level of pressure is going to have an issue with me mentally. I, I just knew it. I just knew that, like, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Like, there's going to be more people demanding of my time. There's going to be a lot more sharks around. I'm going to lose friends. Like, I'm not... I can't hide in the shadows no more. So I, I got a therapist knowing that when I have these issues, I can talk mm. with my therapist about this stuff. And has it been working out so far? Yeah, tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous. When this is over, I'm going to go check her, man. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what, what have you learned then through it so far, like about yourself or about that kind of, like you said, that dynamic of, of already having the fame, but people now being able to put your face to the, to the name. But I think also that's probably down to the rise of content as well on social media, not just the music as well, you know, because people are more putting video content out there when you go to radio stations, when you do TV, whereas before that didn't kind of exist until about 2015. Mm. But yeah, so, so what, what, what have you learned then through that kind of process so far with the therapist? Just to take my time. Because the thing about it is I'm still growing. The, the pop hasn't happened yet, which I'm happy about. What I mean by the pop is in, in, when, when everyone realizes who I am and the music and I have that one record that goes top 10 and then mm. it just all comes together. Like I have, that hasn't happened yet fully. It's, it's getting there, right? And I'm just glad that I was able to go through the process of understanding my mind even better with kind of like a guide. Mm. So that when, when, when the pop finally happens i'll be prepared for it yeah. as much as i can be because obviously you can't be you can't be prepared for everything that you don't know but i just i just know that mentally i will be able to handle the, the good and the bad that comes with that level of success yeah for sure and i think it's again it's down to being dynamic isn't it it's a it's about adapting when things do happen knowing how having that awareness so that you can adapt in that moment because it's it's one thing think you can sit here and think about, okay, when that happens, I'm going to do this. But then when that thing actually happens, it might feel and come across in a totally different way to what you expect. So you have to yep. have that level of awareness to be able to go, Oh, this is happening right now. I need to like, you know, and know how to adapt to it. Yeah. You got it in a nutshell. Yeah. And I think that's like just fascinating. And I think that comes down a lot, a lot to like, even you with the music, like adapting to situations and the times and, taking that approach from a career point of view, not just a personal point of view as well, you know? Yeah, I feel like um, adapting is one of my talents. If I'm honest, apart from the music thing, adapting is definitely one of my talents. Like, for instance, right, when I was, when I had no face, it was just my name you knew of, I dressed a certain way so people wouldn't recognise me. Like, I dressed down in a club so I could rave in the club. Then I'd go on stage, perform, Everyone would be like, why is he dressed like that? And then I'd go off stage and they wouldn't even recognise me when I come off stage. Yeah. There was like certain tricks. I'd go to certain hoods wearing certain things and brothers would be like, bro, you don't know. But they don't see nothing on me, so they're not trying to rob me. They just want a picture. I'm not giving them up. Whereas now, I know that my face is out there and I've always liked fashion and, and clothing. So I might as well express that now because that's a tool I need to add to this new reincarnation of Daniel. And, and how many other ways do you express yourself then other than through the clothes and the music? Clothes, music, interviews, 
I want to start drawing trainers. I've got an itch. Mm. I, I want to have a trainer. I really love trainers, you know, like I fucking love <laughs> trainers. My missus, we had a big argument the other day. She's like, no more. We can't fit them in the yard. Like, <laughs> so I've told her no, but I've told her there's a pair of nights that I want. Yeah. That she's going to get for me. So she, she said, I said, you get these for me. I won't buy trainers for a year. But since I've stopped buying and I've been looking, I'm like, I would actually like to own, um, to own like a, a trainer company. So I might just get a little sketchbook and just start drawing trainers and ideas. So I've got them there, you know? So it's another, another thing to cement, you know, who you are and express who you are and express that. Exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah, and it fits the kind of like you said this brand that you're kind of got now of you know what you're trying to put out there as as Doneo and not just as a person you know yeah yeah so wh where have you been at then music wise in in lockdown you said that you've been making loads of music how's that I've kind been of in my yard making tunes i've been to the park to run and do exercise and i walk up and down my road this week actually i haven't really walked up to Crickwood once mm. but yeah just kind of just like been in the house man i'm kind of bored though i want to go out now man have you been finding like because one of the things i really struggled with initially is like almost having too much time to do things because we're not used to you know literally being at home most of the day and obviously we're allowed to go out for an hour as of recording this but you know we're essentially spending 24 hours a day in our homes and i was i was really struggling with like trying to fill that time with stuff so have you had that feeling as well of like trying to fill the time or trying to make the time overly productive nah not really I've, I've kind of like i've always had a productive life and my 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 uh things i need to be doing are based around sitting at a desk anyway like making mm. beats doing admin stuff like that so i haven't really i haven't really struggled with finding things to do and what about creatively have you been you can always make a new song yeah um i feel like this lockdown has probably affected my creativity in a positive way the most mm. because now i'm just going back to just making tunes because i like making tunes there's no other reason and when i was younger making music i just really like making music so i did it whereas now that sometimes you're like oh but it needs to be as big as this or it needs to <laughs> whereas now i'm just you hear the things I'm making now, it's just like, I would have never thought to make mm. some of these rhythms because I'm thinking in my head like, oh, I made this and the next song needs to sound like this. And but now I'm just like, I, I instinctively know what I want a song to achieve, but I need to be free to allow myself to find other ways to find that goal. Mm. So I, if I need to make a club record, but there's a jazz trumpet in there. I trust myself that I'm going to find a way to make this record a club record with these instruments on there. Yeah. Rather than, oh, this, there's a jazz trumpet in there. How is this going to be a club tune? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I am the club guy. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need, to, I don't need to second guess myself. Yeah, for sure. And was, how do you find that balance then? Because it's like, I feel like, you know, I've had quite a few like artists and stuff on here and just people who I, who I know that make music. Where do you find that balance between having the pressure of like wanting to make a tune, a banger and a chart hit and have that kind of success of it, but also 
trying not to work with that pressure to work from a space of freedom and pure creativity so that you can try and make the thing that you're trying to make? It goes up and down, right? Because I, I've been making music since I was six years old. So what I'm lucky with is that making music to me is really natural. The making it naturally and not putting pressure, it's, it's always going to be larger than the pressure. But then the last three years, I didn't expect to have so much success. Like the last three to four years with my circle, with working with Wretch, with working with gigs, with working with K-Trap, working with Calvin Harris, being around and helping Post Malone blow up and all of these things. Like you just don't, I, I, you don't realise that the more success you get, the more things come at you. And then again, the more pressure you're going to put on yourself, which goes back to the awareness thing. It's like, now I'm like, okay, cool. So this is what success, when you're successful, everybody, everybody wants to win. And if they think you're the guy that's going to help them win, they're going to come for you. But it's up for me to organize that and take time with that and say, Hey, I'm not taking on five people this week. I'm taking on one person and I'm going to make sure that that, artist gets the best version of me and when we both are happy and there's a record that they want to release then i'll move on to the next person yeah it's like slowing down isn't it it's like what you were saying before learning to slow yeah. down yeah i just thinking in my head like that's just it's so much to take from that even from myself of like you know the last few days i've kind of felt really overwhelmed because I, I get to this space i don't know if you experience the same thing where I create this slowing down and this space to operate from so I can be really creative and I just have a few things that I'm kind of working on and towards. But then I start to fill that time with more stuff. And then like it's like goes in that two, three month cycles. I get to the end of that cycle and I start to feel really overwhelmed again because I've taken on too much stuff and I've put too much stuff in place. And then I have to go, right, I need to, I need to step back. I need to slow down again. Let's strip it back to the basics. But then the cycle goes again and again and again. So I don't know if you experience something similar or whether this whole slowing down is something that you've been able to really embed over a long period been, of time. I've been able to embed it because sometimes I'll just cut everything off and start again from zero. Mm. So like the last year, I haven't produced for anyone. Mm. Because it was so intense. Like the way even people approach me and stuff like that, I've got to deal with, I've, I've, I've got to learn to be a certain way. Mm. Kind of thing. Like, for instance, planning for me helps with slowing down, yeah? Mm -hmm. So there was this song that I had last week, yeah? The song's a story, and there's... I decided that there's going to be five chapters to the story, right? And each, each chapter is going to be, I think, 16 bars. Eight, eight 16, 20, 24 bars each, right? Mm -hmm. So every day, I'd write 24 bars and then stop. I think Wednesday, I did... I did 48, but that was because I was on one. Yeah. But I, I was just like, no, I'm just going to do up to here and then, and then I'm going to stop. I might make a couple of rhythms. I might not. By Friday, the song's finished. There's a masterpiece there. Mm. But I, I wrote the plan. I was like, I, I want to achieve this. And every day, each chapter had a name be called this. So mm. say like the beginning. Then there's the, ofi the, um, the office. So the story's going to be about that. Then there's the come up, story's gonna be about that. Then there's the kidnapping, story's gonna be about that. Then there's the end. And mm. every night 
I would think, okay, so where am I taking this story? Rather than trying to cram it all in one thing, just be like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this, this is, I'm going to do 30 minutes every day, chipping away. Yeah. Do you, and do you always take that approach to making tunes? Do you always sit down and plan it? Or are there times where you just go in and it's like, let's see what comes out and maybe do it the other way around? Most of the time, it's, well, what I do is I, do, I, I, I make the beats. And when I make the rhythms, that's the when it's like, let's see what comes around. And then the songwriting is a bit more technical. So then I'd have to put loads of melodies down. And then when it comes to the words, that e- that's even harder. Mm. So there's like stages. There's like the vibe stage, which is just knocking out rhythms. Da, 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 da. Then after I've knocked out maybe 10, 10, 15 records, I'll go back and listen to all 15. And then I'll choose out of the 15 ones I think are worth finishing. Then I'll be like, okay, am I going to write a song over this? Okay, boom, I'll write a song over that. And then, and then, then I'll start the process chipping away every day. Sick. Does it get sometimes too much as well? Because I feel like there was a period in like, I don't know, man, maybe it was like 2017, could even have been 2018, where it just felt like you were on every song, like either a feature or a remix or producing. Like I did about, I did about 150 to 200 songs in that two year period. So how, how do you then approach I guess saying saying no to people like if, if there's someone who wants to work with you and you're in a space of like like you said you haven't produced you know for anyone for however long how do you approach like telling people naturally i'm i'm not feeling that right now or i'm not doing that right now i just told him i just be like look i'm not making music for other people right now i'm making music for me because at the end of the day again you've got to protect your personal space man like after a while you start seeing certain things and then you, you have to realize like, okay, this is not really healthy for me. I need to find another way of doing this. Cause in that period between 2016 and 2019, there was amazing bits and there was bad bits. Mm. And like I said, I trust myself. I know I'm going to be successful my whole life. So I just thought, let me just take a year, two years out, focus on making just the nail music rather than making music for other people and just reflect on what happened in those last three years. Cause there's a lot of gems. Mm in those last three years a lot of gems yeah and sometimes like i said you got to stop like i know myself like why not stop everyone's like oh but why no bruv like i know me and i know my opinion because my opinion has kept me around for 20 years so i know no i'm not working with no one today i'll, I'll do it when i'm ready yeah nice thing is it's knowing the values of yourself isn't it and, and what it is you want for yourself in that moment like exactly in that time when you wanted to make 200 150 200 tunes that's what you wanted to do because you wanted to work with people you wanted to i guess collaborate with people but now you're like i need to do me i need to do my thing i need to focus on what it is i'm doing and it's like i think it's it's the space that you're coming from rather than doing it to i guess like please other people like sometimes we can say yes to please other people but one thing that i've learned is like if you're saying yes to someone are you taking away or are you saying no to yourself by saying yes to someone else, you know, and that, that can change an approach to how you, how you do something. Yeah, you know? true. I never thought of it like, that's great. I'm going to take that stuff. <laughs> are you saying no to by saying yes to someone else? That's hard, you know. Yeah. Are you saying no to yourself by saying yes to someone else? See, awareness, man, you've got to be aware, bro. Mad, it's mad. And I think the awareness is just like, it changes a lot. It changes a lot, man. I think, you know, from everything we've been speaking about, I think that's kind of been the main thing, isn't it, really? It's having a, a level of awareness of yourself. But I think that's the hard bit. That's the hard bit, getting to that point of having the awareness. It's hard, 
but when you have it it's so much more easier to maintain yeah. it's one of those things where it's just worth it's worth the headache of understanding yourself because it's you like you're a beautiful person like you me everyone we're all like you deserve to understand who you are because you are great mm. so how, how would you suggest then someone would go about if there's someone listening who's like they don't know how to it sounds great having this awareness but how do i get to that point how would what would you suggest is the kind of powerful things that they should look into doing or understanding i would say stop what you're doing and ask yourself are you happy and then see what answer you come back with start there and then the more you can be honest with yourself the closer you'll be to self-awareness and just ask yourself that every day because you're not going to say no straight away but yeah then i'm blessed you ask <laughs> again the next day yeah, yeah i'm blessed you need to ask again the next day actually i'm okay but i don't like this okay now we'll get somewhere why don't you like that oh because i felt like i feel like this every time that person does that oh is that me or is that their fault now you're starting to question start to question your action. But I think it should boil down to, to see what those actions are to make you happy or if those actions are making you sad. I think that's very true, man. I think it's very true. It's, it's asking yourself the tough questions that we don't normally ask. And that's the thing, isn't it? We don't, we don't normally ask the questions. We just go about doing our thing. But when you start to ask the questions and get more, I guess, introspective, isn't it? You get more introspective with yourself. You start to naturally ask yourself those questions like, why am I doing this? Why did I say yes to that? Why does that make me feel uneasy? Or why does this make me feel so great? And you start to build up almost like a understanding of, oh, okay, this is, and that's what awareness is. That's what it is. It's knowing those questions when they come at you and like what you really truly want and feel rather than, like I said, saying yes for the sake of saying yes and taking away and saying no to yourself, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, look, I got a couple more questions for you because this has been, I mean, amazing. I mean, we could go for another hour probably, to be honest. Ah. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, we, if we could go back in time and if we could speak to uh, a younger version of Deneo, like say, let's say, let's go back like pre-music career, go back 20 years. Yeah. What three bits of advice would you give to yourself to start doing from that very moment? Learn to get used to get a job from early, early, start working from early. When, when you're a kid is when you learn habits. You don't want to, I learned that habit late. I learned that habit when I was like 24. I had jobs before that, but I never took them seriously. And the pain it took to, to discipline myself, to wake up every morning, to take my job seriously was painful. And it's like, get over that pain when you're younger. Working is really important. One, school is not about what the teachers are teaching you. School is about the technique of learning. If you're going to study for a geography test, that's the same way you're going to study for doing interviews with me. If you're studying for a history test, it's the same way you're going to do when you're studying for your driving lesson. And the techniques of studying and learning while you're in school. Don't worry about English and all of that. <laughs> I'm going to, as, as, as like, you, you, you don't need to know about all that. What you, what, you, what you really need to know is the method of gaining that information mm. and then re replicating that method. Like, okay, what did you do in maths that was good, son? All right, boom. Or Ian, would you, right, I did it this way. Do that same thing with English. Okay, cool. Do that same thing with geography. Okay, cool. Now they want to get a job. Do that same thing with studying for interview techniques. Okay, cool. Um, you want to go up in your job. The same technique you use for English, use with studying something else so you can progress in your job. 
Mm. That is, so those two things, learn to work from early, um, learn the technique of learning and know what your goal is, but don't chase it. Because for all you know, you might be the next savior of the world. <laughs> and God doesn't want you to work for that. He needs you. He, he, once you turn 18, he's going to put you in the forefront of that. But when you're chasing for it, you may not see that he's going, because God's not going to grab you and put it there. He's just going to open the door and say, can you walk in? When you're chasing, you're not going to walk through. So just know what your goal is, but don't chase it. Mm. Go for it and take your time going for it. Love that, man. I love the learning one as well. I think that's super important. It's learning how to learn, isn't it? Like learning, yeah. and learning how you learn. Like I, I've learned that I learn the best by doing things, by being practical. I can't sit down and study a book and take on information and take notes. Like it doesn't work for me. I, I learn by just okay, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to try and do it and then I learn. Because so I think that's just as important as well. And then to, to, to round off, what does happiness mean to you? Peace. Just peace. Love that, man. Hello, man. This has been an absolute pleasure. Before we sign out, do you want to shout out where people can keep up to date with you online? Uh, any yeah, projects and stuff you've got my, coming up? Yeah, just go on my Instagram or my Twitter, Daneo, D-O-N-A-E-O, quick team. Thank you. Right, man, it's been awesome, man. I love that, man. It's such a interesting sick conversation that is thanks my bro love it man it's it's interesting as well to see to see your journey changing as well like and being more or well, appearing to be more introspective anyway at least that outwardly to, with you know same with the instagram videos and everything it's i mean yeah. it's massively helpful for people man thanks man so there we have it i really really hope that you enjoyed that episode with Daneo, and i just loved his whole vibe his whole energy you know he brought so much to the table in that episode and you know it was great to just dive straight in with with the chat and and hear where he was at and some of the inspiration behind his videos and his kind of uh, mindset around self-awareness and learning and growing and everything like that and the way he kind of translate that to his career is really really powerful so i hope that you could really take something from that episode so if you like what you hear please be sure to leave a review and even better hit the subscribe button so you get the latest episode straight to your phone and if there's someone you know who you think would really benefit from hearing this episode, then be sure to send them the link or a screenshot or whatever to let them know that this episode's there for them because it's important we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. You know, I started this podcast to help inspire positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing the love. So as ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or you can just pop over and say hello. That's where you'll find me. But until then, I thank you for listening and I'll see you for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.